Hello and welcome to the Afrobeat Life Soccer Podcast. Today is our third in the series of podcasts and I have with me my co-host, Taya Kimboni. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Good, I mean, uh, good day. It's another day, another weekend of football. Uh, a lot to talk about again today. Let's uh, let's get started. Yeah, it was kind of weird game, weird, weird weekend really of, of football around the whole place. Um, weird games, weird results. Uh, you know, stadium closures, um, all kinds of weird stuff happening. Maybe it's just the whole coronavirus madness that's going around that's affecting stuff that's going on. But um, let's start off. We have a, three or four topics to cover today. Um, being it's just kind of short football week in general. Next week will be much more because um, they make games every single day of the week next week. But there's FA Cup review that we had um, during the week. There's Premier League um, and then uh, some of the Liga games and some Serie A games. And then we'll look ahead to next week's Champions League games as a whole. Uh, we'll start off with the FA Cup. Um, I thought there's some good ties in the last round. I thought that um, the Chelsea and Liverpool game was was very interesting, and I felt that Chelsea were going to win that game. Um, I think that if basically if you're not if you're not serious about the game or you're not intense about the game, and you go away, it's always going to be difficult um, uh, for the away side if you don't if you're not if you're not serious about it. But um, well, kudos to Chelsea for winning that game. I thought they were really good. I am. Um... Yeah, I mean, I thought that was the uh, one of the best games we played all year. Um, right off the gate, you know, they they played, they came high press. Um, Everton, since they got a uh, Ancelotti, has been a very good side. Um, I was a little bit worried about that game, to be honest with you. Um, but like I said, uh, we came out, press hard, press high. Um, if you see the lineup, the lineup is completely different. You know, this is... This is not our best lineup with all the injuries we've had, starting with a couple 18 years old, um, you know, getting playing time today. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good win. It's a good, really, really good win. I think it's one of the uh, better wins of the weekend, you know. Yeah, they're talking about the Everton game today, right? The Everton game today. I was referring to even the Liverpool game where you guys... Um, oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The Liverpool game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. That, that, was a good, that was a good, great win too. My mind is already on today's game, you know. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, you have to celebrate every win that you get. So I thought the FA Cup game was really, really good and gives you gives them a chance, gives gives Frank and the team a chance to progress to the next stage. I think you play who you play next in the next round. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was. You play next in the next round, but but I think I think that um, you put yourselves in. Oh, you play Leicester away, okay. I think you put yourselves in good stead to, to 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 go through to the next round. It should be interesting. Um, I thought that Norwich City, bottom of the league, did well. Um, and to get the result at Tottenham and uh, knock out Tottenham Hotspur from um, from from the FA Cup, which means that Jose's only chance of silverware really this season is going to be um, the Champions League game on Tuesday if he can get through that. Um, that we, I think City beat um, Sheffield Wednesday 1-0. You know, I wasn't very happy with the performance. I just thought that it was lethargic. It was slow. It was pedantic. I don't know if the previous wins for the weekend kind of affected them. But um, I guess I have a concern. I have a concern particularly about Aguero. I, I think it's he's slowed down significantly. He doesn't really fit the way the team wants to play anymore. The energy, the high pressing, the high drive. I think he's really, really slowed down. It's a question that we need to consider. Maybe it's really time to move him off, uh, move him on. Because he really, 
it doesn't have the pace or the energy as much as um, as uh, as is required anymore. Uh, so, so good FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he's getting older. Um, he's not getting any faster. Um, you know, you're right. I think it's time once his contract is up. Uh, it's the same thing with Silver. Um, same thing you guys did with company last year. I think it's a good move. When? How long does he have left on his contract? It's just one more year, right? Uh, after this year, he has one more year. I think he. So basically, two after this year. So yeah, basically one more year. Yeah, I think he. I think in twenty twenty one, summertime, he's, he's supposed to go to Argentina, um, to go and play for. I think it's. I think it's Newell or Newell or Independiente in Argentina. But basically, his his, his time is up. It's been a legend. It's been fantastic. But I think the way that we we want to play moving forward. I don't really see him fitting that model at, at all. I think I think he's he's just too slow. and doesn't have the energy. I know the City fans will kill me for this, but I've, I've said this for a long time. You know, he has moments of brilliance, but when it comes to the way, when it comes to the big, big, big games like the Real Madrid away, he just can't cut it for me. There's a Champions League final. I don't know if they're going to play him in the final because I don't think he has the energy. Um, as as he doesn't close down, doesn't run, um, loses possession easily, doesn't win the ball back. Um, um, but maybe the, maybe he has to maybe that he has to adapt. But then how much can he adapt given his age and where he is right now? So we'll my concern what, though yeah. um, for City as a whole and in general, I think they. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, I mean, from a neutral looking in, it looks like the the Pep um, demand. Is getting to the players, or they they struggling to meet that pep demand because pep, pep does demand a lot from players. You know their playing style, being in EPL, playing all these games, coming off the the winter season. Yeah, they got a little break, but I mean they they were pretty. Sl- if you look at the games today, they I felt like they were sluggish, mistake prone. Well, here's the thing, and this is what I don't like about the guy. Right, he doesn't listen, and he doesn't listen. Everybody knows you cannot play Gundogan and Rodri together in that midfield. Everybody knows. All the fans have been complaining. You cannot play them together because they're too slow. Especially when you don't have Kevin De Bruyne in there to quicken up the pace. You cannot play them together in the midfield. We all know that. Not only do you play Gundogan, you play Rodri who are slow. You not put Cancelo and Zinchenko as fullbacks and then have Otamendi. It's a disaster. Everybody knows it. Everyone knows it. And everybody's been complaining that you cannot do that. No one does that. If you're going to play those two in the midfield, you got to have Walker who has pace. And you got to play Mendy, who's right there on the bench. If Mendy's on the bench, you got to play him. And you got to play Mares. You cannot play Rodri. I, would, I, would, I mean, if, 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 or if it comes to it, I would even play Mendy as a centre-back before I play on Mendy, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, or play back three. Play, play Fernandinho, Rodri. And Walker's back three. They can keep Mendy and uh, Castello as fullbacks. But there are times he just, I, for, for some reason, whenever it comes to the derby games, he just seems to, as if he doesn't, doesn't really care about it. Because look at the formation today. When I saw the formation today, I was like, what is this guy doing, man? Why is he not playing Mendy and Walker, the strongest fullbacks? Is he trying to rest them for the Arsenal game midweek? What, what exactly is he trying to do? And you play Aguero, who has does that energy. You play Gunaga, who is a build-up player. He's not a fast player. And you play Rodri, who can't run. 
you know, what exactly, why are you playing Fernandinho, who is a, one of the best defensive midfielders in, in, in the Premier League, in a centre-back position where you have centre-backs who are there? Okay, yeah. let's assume uh, that, okay, you want to play, you want to play, you know, there to help the, the, the back centre. Fernandinho was, two years ago, one of the most effective centre-backs as a defensive midfielder. Why are you playing him in, in defence? Playing stones are not the many, and they keep Fernandinho to, to shield them. So yeah. there are times when he, I think he overthinks things and he overdoes things. Keep it simple. Don't force players into playing a system that they cannot play. Cancelo and Zinchenko haven't played in, in weeks. You play them away in, in the derby with United trying to get three points. We don't really need the points as much. What are you going to get? So, yeah, yeah. See that he's not serious about the game or he's just not thinking and playing the best people in the best positions. I should think it might be overthinking it, you know. I might be overthinking it to change up the phase, to change up the game a little bit. Um, maybe because it's trying to counter the way United play, which is the counter attack. Yeah, but, the, but, but if he was going to do that, right? If you want to counter the counter, who's the best player to counter the counter attack? It's Kyle Walker, who's probably the fastest guy on the team. And then you now play Raheem Sterling. He playing it on the left hand side. That's not his natural position. When he was yeah. scoring goals and giving assists, he played on the right-hand side as a right-winger. Play people in their natural position. Because when he goes on the left-hand side, because he's right-footed, he has to cut back in. Right? He has to cut back in, which slows down the momentum, which slows down the pace of the game. Why is he playing him on the left-hand side? Because when he goes left, he has to cut back in and try to wrap the ball around, which is very, very hard, especially if, you have, if, they, if, if, they, if they double you up on that side. Play them in their natural positions. Play lefty on the left and right on the right to stretch the pitch. The difference between this season and, and the season and the, the Centurion season is that he, he's taking players and play them in a position where they're not naturally playing. And it's cost them. You know, he lost seven games. Why doesn't he see that and change that? So there's a question that he has to really answer to in terms of 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 trying to explain exactly what he's trying to do. Rodri is not fast. You cannot play Rodri in defensive midfield role to cover because they don't have the speed or the pace. You play Fernandinho then. Right? Or you play Rodri as a, as a, in the middle of, a, of the back three because he can at least can, he can head the ball in six foot three. So there's some issues that he himself had to solve. Anyway, most fans are like, you know, they, they consider the derby to be important. As for me, the, the mid is already gone. I'm more concerned about the Real Madrid game coming up in two weeks' time. Right? Because Mendy's not going to be available. What's he going to do? Laporte's not going to be available. What's he going to do? Is he going to present Zinchenko? He can't play Zinchenko and left, left, as a left back. He's going to have to change his formation to a back three. That's the only way he can get something out of that game without Mendy. And your, the next game again for City is, is Arsenal. Yeah, I don't, think you know? he, I don't think he really cares about what's going on in the league right now. I think the league is won and done. It's sorted out itself. Whether he comes second or he comes fourth, it's, I mean, it's won and done. The issue for me is the Champions League this year, he needs to get the right. Yeah, but you, the right it's position. important to have a good form. You can't lose two, three games into a uh, big yeah. Champions League. Yeah, game. I, don't think, I don't think Arsenal's going to do anything for against them. I think they'll sort Arsenal. Uh, that's, that's not the issue. The issue because he's going to have he's going to put the best players there. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be back. Walker's going to be back. Mendy's going to be back. Jesus is probably play. So there's enough there to 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 beat Arsenal. The issue for me is that in such a big game for the local fans, especially, why do you play a weekend team away at Man United? For why? Why on earth? It's not the first time you've done it. It's not the second time you've done it. It's the third time you've done it. Why do you keep doing that? That's the issue. So, so a lot of fans are not happy 
that look, yes, we know that you want to focus on the Champions League, but why do you keep playing a weakened team against a United team that you know is important to the fans? Because player of for course. player, they're better. It's team. not just important to the fans, it is important to the team. I mean, every point they get, they have a chance to make that Champions League spot. You no, know, they're fighting for their life here. Every game is important. Every game is do or die. They have 50 points ahead of my United. They have a game in hand. So I mean, they're going yeah. to get it. Unless there's a disaster, we, we lose five games and or six games in a row, which is likely not going to happen. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about United. I'm talking about United indeed every point they can get. They're trying exactly. to make that. Exactly, point. exactly. Which is which is the issue. Because clearly, if you look at that selection today, right, everybody mm-hmm. was like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Why is this guy playing this weekend team? Why? The same thing happened against Liverpool. Who did he play at fullbacks? He played Cancelo on the right, Angelino on the left. And we all know you can't do that. You cannot do that. So why not just play Mendy and Walker? Who we know, and the last time you played them there, they almost won the game. But you play, you play, you know, you it's really confusing to a lot of a lot of fans who don't understand what exactly is this guy trying to do? Is he trying yeah. to send a message to the board that he needs more players? Is he what exactly is he trying to do? You know, Castello didn't start the Aston Villa game. wasn't even on the team sheet, so he hasn't really played for in the past three weeks. And you play my right back away against Man United doesn't make sense at all. Doesn't make sense at all. But you know, I guess we have to live with the madness and the magic. It all comes with a package. Yeah, I mean, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what he plays now. For me personally, as a neutral fan. I'm interested to see what he plays against Arsenal and going into the weekend against Burnley, which is, you know, again, it's a game you don't really need, but your form is important. The form of the players, the momentum is important. Going into the Champions League midweek for that week. In previous years, he does these things where for games that are not as important, he he prioritizes certain competitions, clearly. So when he says doesn't prioritize, he actually does. And I don't think he's gonna he's gonna play the same team, he's gonna play the same formation. He's going to rest players that are in preparation for the Champions League game. That's what he's going to do. And he's not going to listen to what people have been saying. That Look, dude, why don't you just keep Fernandinho in his natural position? Defensive midfield. He, he quickens the play up. He moves the ball quicker. He intercepts the play. He breaks up play. He can run and chase back. Why not play Sterling in his natural right wing? That's where the guy grew up playing. It's his natural position. Where Mares is a lefty. Play him on the left or play Bernardo on the left. You can keep the width. Well, Mares is usually better from the right, to be honest. You know, maybe then play Bernardo know. on the left. Play yeah. Bernardo on the left or play play Jesus on the left. Play Sterling on the right. Play Aguero in the middle. But don't you know what he, what he's trying to do? He's trying to play inverted wingers. And when you have a back five, when you're playing inverted wingers, it never works because they always have to cut into a crowded area. They have to recycle the ball back again and start all over again. We have right and right and left and left. You can stretch the field and run in behind. That's why they, when they want when they won the league in 2017, 2018, that's what made them so good. They had Sunny on the left, Sterling on the right. So they come, that, you had that pace, run in, make a pitch big, cross the ball so somebody else to finish off. It's really weird, you know, when you think about everything he's done over the years, even at Barcelona, everything he did over the years. What's that? You had Henri, you know, you had, you had Terry Henri on the left. Uh, you had this guy, Eto in the middle, another guy, Pedro on the right, you know, or, or Messi on the right. But this year, it's just it's really weird. But, you know, who am I to? I'm just, I'm not the manager. I'm not, I haven't won any titles like him. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what happens. I'm, a, I'm more concerned about 
what he does against Real Madrid, you know, next not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. And let's yeah, yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll touch more on that over the weekend, you know. Yeah. But you know, uh-huh. it's 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 just, it was a supportive performance either way. I mean Edison was just completely off his game. Um I mean just two mistakes from the goalkeeper and boom, they, they you know, you have it there. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it happens. Everybody have a bad day at the office. I felt like he, you know, he had a bad, he had a bad game today. It's not something that is you see a lot from him, especially playing with his foot. You know, yeah, making quick decisions. So he'll fix that. It happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So um, I didn't, I didn't watch the, the Everton game because I had a game today with my with the kids. We had an eleven o'clock game that went well. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I think I covered it earlier. It was a great game, man. Chelsea was on point. Um, uh, Lampard, again, mixed things up. Uh, the lineup was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so, which kind of got me nervous, thinking, oh, my God, you know, with the young kid, uh, Gilmer, kind of being the man of the match. Oh, yes, it's good. Uh, it's good. I didn't watch it, but I watched him in the FA Cup, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, and then um, he played the other, other players. I mean, at the end of the game, we had three 18-year-old, uh, two other players that came in, Andrew uh, who's a Nigerian-English uh, uh, uniting player, Yeah, uh, came in. Um, surprisingly, I think Batshuayi has played himself permanently on the bench. Um, Juro was fantastic. I'm glad that was happening for him, for him to I was able to get a goal. It was a great game. I mean, I, I as a fan, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, um, with Chelsea played with the, you know, like I said, it was, it was a good lineup. So it was a lineup that you didn't know what to expect. Uh, with Ross Barkley, Gilmore, and Mount in the middle, and you got the old uh, guys up front, William, Petro, and Giroud, uh, the over thirty clubs. So they came out, they came out swinging and playing hard. Um, what really stood out to me that I really like, um, I know we kind of disagree on this. I like the pairing of Zuman and Rudiger. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Rudiger in the back, no nonsense, clear the ball. Um, how, you know, same thing with Zuma. Yeah, Zuma is going to make mistakes here and there. I just think he's more powerful, stronger, and faster than Christensen, who is more of a finesse player. Uh, but he's not, I just feel like he's not strong enough. You know, as a center back, you need someone who's strong. I mean, you don't have to be an ox like a Ramos, but you still got to be strong, you know? Um, and I think he's a little bit faster than Christensen. So that's why I like, I love the pairing, you know? Uh, I mean, that back four today of our split quarter, Rudiger, Zuma, and Alonso. Alonso was a little bit of my worried, you know, uh, when he has to play defense. I mean, going forward, we all know he's, he's good going forward, but defending could be the problem. But yeah. Again, it was a good game overall. Yeah, yeah. And the um, let's talk about the Tottenham game yesterday. I watched. I watched it. I think it was Tottenham versus um, um, who was it again that they played? I can't remember who it was. But I I, I watched. Um, who was uh, uh, Burnley? Yeah, Burnley. Uh, Burnley. They, you know, they fight hard. They 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 fighting. I think it was one one, right? Away. Yes, away at Burnley. Yeah, it was one one. It was one one. They were at Burnley. But so, remember, I was saying during the week when they went into the overtime with the in the, in the FA Cup. Victim, yeah. like, I think I texted you at some point saying, you know, Burnley is loving this because these players are going to be tired. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I, yeah, you know, we texted about it. And again, what stood out to, to me is the game is how Jose Mourinho is throwing play under the bus again. Yeah, I mean, I don't nice. get it. 
Oh, Unambeli, right? Where he, um... Yes. Yeah, that was... That was, that was not going to have a problem with a, with a player, but you just have to deal with that in the locker room. You, I mean, if a player is messing up, like today, Edison had a bad day. I don't expect Pep to come in the, uh, to the media and basically trash him. You know, everybody makes mistakes. So move on. Deal with the player one-on-one because you're not going to help his confidence. He did the same thing with Pogba. Pogba fought back. Pogba became everybody's public enemy. Right. You know, now you're doing the same thing with Undobeli. You brought this player. This is your player. Pogba was your player. You're doing this over and over and over again. Mm. You know, I don't get it. Mm. I mean, I, I really don't get it's it. Difficult. Maybe he's not used to being um, that far back in the lead in the in the league, so it's always difficult um, to accept it. And um, you know, especially when Kane is out, I'm, Kane and uh, Son are out. Maybe that's why he's feeling the pressure of that one, but he just needs to embrace them and try to figure out a way to help them perform better. Instead of, uh, Every time he loses two or three games, he never takes responsibility. I feel like he's always going to try to deflect it on somebody else. He did the same thing at Chelsea when you know when he yeah. got fired. At the end of the day, he was blaming the player. There was no quality, no quality, no quality. Yeah. He went to Man did the same thing. When he got to Tottenham, he was the first one to say, oh, you know, I love the players. I, You know, the players are good. Who... You know, who do I get? Do I get the, the good Dele Ali or bad Dele Ali? Now it's I have nobody. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You have two key players that are injured. Chelsea is dealing with six key players injured. Yeah. You know, so deal with it and just, I don't know. I, I, you, you, you know how I feel about Jose Mourinho. I just feel it's, it's time to up. You're not a player manager. You're not a team manager. You don't deal with crisis well. You lash out, you know. At some point, you gotta just fix it. You gotta just do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, next week I think they play they play Man United next weekend. I believe it's next weekend. So that should be uh, an interesting game between the, the two of them. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I think they play Man United. Well, they got a, they got a Champions League game before that. Remember we'll they're playing. Talk, we'll talk uh, about but in Premier League, they have a uh, yeah, yeah, they're playing Tottenham. They're playing Man United um, at home. Yeah. That's so great. they're playing. Uh, they're playing Red Bull Leipzig in Champions uh, Champions League, and then uh, that's going to be a good game. Um, I, I I don't see I don't see him winning that game. The only issue. But, uh, let's talk about that right now. The only issue with is Leipzig has form has dipped for the past um, two weeks or so. Ever since that win, they've really not. Um, Stepped up, even though they haven't conceded goals, they, they just haven't found their form as they did in that game. So, it won't, you know, it's, it's one away goal, anything can happen. I think Leipzig are going to do it um, and get through, but you just never, you know, for football, you just never know what can happen. Anything can happen. You know, goalkeeper, goalkeeper can throw the ball in his net. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw today, or, um, you know, anything can happen. Uh, look at Watford against Liverpool, look at West Ham, that the goalkeeper threw two goals in his net. Yeah, I think they're gonna lose that game. That's gonna be five games without a win, four losses, and one tie. You know, so what is it gonna do after that? Then you're going to Man U, and Man U this year, for some reason, they performing really, really good against the big team. Yeah, because they Chelsea twice. They pull a double on Chelsea this year. They pull a double on City. I don't see what's stopping them from pulling a double on Tottenham. Because all they do is. I mean, of course, be the way they're playing, they're gonna go and drop to. Point relegation yes. team, but it seems to have, you know, the, the player seems to be motivated with the, you know, with the traditional top four teams. 
Well, I mean, it's yeah. easier when you, when all you do is put a back seven and everybody's counter-attacking when you don't want to really play football because you can't play that kind of system, right? All you can do is counter-attack. And so that's always going to be... If United are looking to get back to the heights that they were before, they won't do so playing this kind of way. They have to figure out a way to not just counter-attack, but also play the game, right? Passing and moving. They don't, they don't really do that very well. I, so I, I don't think good. right now they worry about how they play. I think right now they just want to win. They just want to do everything to survive and make that Champions League. As you and I know, I, I, I getting, that, getting that Champions League spot is very important for most teams as far as financials. You know, I, so I, I, I think, think right now they just want to get in that Champions League spot, get that money, can buy players that can do whatever Oleg wants to do. But right now, what is important to them is just getting points. I don't think you they're going to make Champions League. I can't hit on that. I don't, I don't think they're going to make it this year. I don't think they, they're going to make, you know, take out Chelsea from the top four this year. At all. Oh, no, no. I mean, they, but it doesn't mean they're not going to try. No, they can try. I mean, they can try. You but know? I don't think the best way to do is, is is just keep going. Because right now, there's only two points between, you know, uh, Chelsea and, and Leicester. And now there's pressures on Leicester. Leicester was cruising before. And I remember you saying that, you know, hey, you don't, you know, Leicester may drop out of that yeah. top four or top three. And I was like, ah, they've had enough points. I should, I don't see it. But they've not been in a good form either. And they're not scoring right now because I'm not sure what Vardy is doing, what's going on with him. I actually have him on my fantasy team and I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, one more week, be, if he doesn't perform, I'm selling him. There's always going to be difficulty in a 38-game uh, season to keep that, that level up. There are always going to be dips and um, people always drop. But um, I, I don't think United... Look at the game against Everton last weekend in United. They should have lost that game, if not for VAR's bias against uh, Everton. That game, that... Uh, Goal that was disallowed because um, somebody said that um, Sigurdsson was in the eye eye line of uh, of the hair, and he wasn't. The hair was already moving to the left because the ball was going yeah. onto on Maguire, deflected the ball into his own net. It should have been a goal, yeah. but clearly, you know, Premier League. And Atleti got five ten thousand for that, you know. I'm like, yeah. uh, so, I mean, it's not about the money, but it's about making the right call. And, I don't know. I mean, I guess we, I don't know if we want to talk about VI again, but I'm, I'm, I just, just, I'm just sick of I, that thing. I'm just sick of I don't that. understand English and refereeing yeah. and VAR. They just, I mean, they it, seem it, to have more trouble against it compared to everybody else. Even, the, just, first, even the first goal today, that, that wasn't a foul. Why was the referee giving a foul when there was no foul? Granted, yeah. that just have kept it out, but it wasn't a foul. So what, yeah. why did VI go and overturn that? I said the referee was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So these are the issues that you know you ask yourself a question and saying, okay, is VAR is is the Premier League in collusion with with certain clubs to make sure that they make the top four at the expense of others, or, or what exactly is going on? Because there are things that happen, and you say to yourself, hold on, if that was not a foul, and they got a goal came and they review every single goal, why was that not overruled by VAR for a clear and obvious error? I think it's just bad, to be honest. I just think, I mean. I think they're just bad because that's a blankly bad call. Okay, referee can miss it because of the pace of the game on the field, but VAR should have caught that. And then right after that, the Antomendi foul, they didn't see that. And then Fred actually, uh, yeah, Fred, I think it was Freddie, right? Yeah, actually got a Fred actually got a yellow card for diving when he clearly got hit, and VAR never went back and saw it. I'm like, so what is VAR for? You got to get something right at some point. It's uh, it's a shambles. And um, unless you know. they fix it in the Premier League, and they're going to withdraw their license from it because it, it's completely a shame. And they have a, 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 a pitch side monitor to look at, but they refuse to go and look at it. It's just a disaster. Um, that's, but, the biggest, that's the biggest, biggest beef I have with them, really, honestly. The technology is there. You're not using it right. So go 
and use the referee to fix these things. And every week, they see this complaint. They watch the same thing we watch. They see the same thing that they see. This is your job. This is your job. Get it right. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't think it's this difficult to get it right. Well, here, here's, here's a quote from Shakespeare. I said, whenever, whenever you've eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth. For me, I think they know what they're doing. I think they know exactly what they're doing. If you go back and look at analyze all the games or the VR decisions that have gone against certain teams or gone for certain teams, they know exactly what they are doing. And um, that's my own perspective, but I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. And there'll be more to come, especially when the top four race gets heated up. And let's say Leicester, Chelsea, United and, 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 and um, uh, Tottenham are in the mix and the mix. Watch what's going to happen with VAR. There will be certain clubs that will probably get more decisions than others. Um, well, we already know Chelsea already got cheated twice. Two games, minimum. We'll see. Yeah, that, that's that's that's. So now they're now it's closer. They know exactly what they're doing, and it's unfortunate. But um, it's it's English. It's English Premier League. Yeah. Let's talk about Europe. Um, coming up this week, um, there are a couple of games coming up in the Champions League. Uh, as you mentioned, Leipzig versus Tottenham um, on Tuesday. Uh, Leipzig are one zero ahead. They have their way go. And you mentioned yeah. you think, you think, yeah, yeah, home. That's going to be a good game. Um, you think Leipzig will get through? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't see anything different. Son is not back. Kane is still not back. Jose Mourinho is still going to cry. And Leipzig is going to score. That's what they do best. They can't defend to save their life. But they'll get a goal. They've actually, they actually improved in their defending. They haven't conceded a goal in a couple of you know, couple of week, a week or a week and a half. It's a scoring that's the issue that they've had. But, but they're home. I think they're probably reserving their energy for the game that's coming up uh, on, on Tuesday. That should yeah. be. The other game yeah. is um, Atlanta. Valencia and Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta leading 4-1 right now, but they're going away to Valencia. That, that should be, that should be, I think Atlanta will batter them. That's a good team. That's yeah. Heck yeah. Of a team. I actually, I, I don't know, maybe I, I might watch that one because they're both games at the same time, which I don't really like, but yeah. Hey, what can we do? We got to pick one. Maybe try to watch both at the same time, but you got to pick one that you're really going to want to enjoy. Yeah. But I think it's going to be more goal scoring in that game compared to the second one. Yeah, that's a heck of a team, Atlanta. They're a good team, and it should be interesting to watch them on Tuesday. Uh, on Wednesday, we have um, Paris Saint-Germain versus Dortmund. That's another big one again. Oh, big t- t- that Wednesday is a big game. Both games, actually. Yeah. Um, PSG, I think I mentioned last week, they've historically struggled in the second leg of, you know, Champions League. Um, I don't know why, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. The only thing is that they're, right, they are home, um, and this is, and they have the away goal. So this is going to be, it's going to be tough. This is going to be a tight one. Um, ah, it's, it's tough to call this one. Um, uh, I think, I think, I think on the fans on short, I pick uh, Dortmund, and I'm going to stick to them because they're two one up. Um, they've won all the the last five games in a row, so they got a good form going in the league. Yeah. They're up, you know, two one, which is uh, you know, a, the defense is getting better. Uh, now they have a guy that can score. Um, yeah, I don't see them losing yeah. to PSG. I know PSG is going to come out with all desperate move, um, but yeah, I think Dortmund are going to get through. That, that should be an interesting game to watch. 
I think if, if Dortmund play to their levels, they should get through because they have a much more competitive league, which has prepared them for this kind of big games. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then the, the one at the same time too is that Liverpool Atletico Madrid game. And that's that's going to be an interesting one. That's going to be an interesting game. That will be an interesting game. I'm 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 interested to see what what's your take on that. I think Atletico will get through. I, I I think they get through. I think they get through because of the defense, their defense, the way they play, um, and they'll probably get a, a goal as well because this guy is out. Alisson is out, injured. It's Adrian in goal. Um, I think they'll get and Diego Costa's back fit. So I, I think I think it'll probably a, a, a draw, maybe a one-one or two-two game, and because they have the away goal, they're probably going to get through. Still, I still, I still pick Liverpool. I, I still want to go with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I still want to go with Liverpool. Um, I think somewhere, somehow, Van Dijk and Gomez pairing would be able to keep Atletico from scoring. You know, um, that's gonna be a very. I mean, that's definitely that's the game that I'm watching Wednesday. That's gonna be a high-paced game because Liverpool is gonna have to score. They gotta come out of their shell. Right. Um, they're gonna try everything possible with the whole kind of attack, swinging the ball uh, to Salah. Salah's got to be on point. Mane has got to be fine on all all cylinders. And you know, they, I mean, it's do or die. You know, yeah. it's one of those games that I think Klopp is is gonna wind the boys up. It's gonna let them know, hey, you know, we're not ready to get out yet. So yeah, I don't know. Simeone is also a wind-up merchant. He knows how to play that game really well. And there's a reason why they've got to two finals in the past. And yeah. even Real Madrid find it very difficult to beat them, right, with all the firepower that they have. They're, they're, they're a hard side to beat. Let's go. You can, I think this year... Yeah, I mean, they can defend. They can pack the balls better than most, you know. But I don't know. I just think Liverpool being at home, we give them an edge. And they already know what to expect as far as packing the balls. So... This is a time for club to really show himself that okay, we know how to penetrate, you know, a compact defense. Um, I think they're gonna play nine one. <laughs> Everybody in the back except for Diego Costa. All, all it, yeah. And all it takes is just one away goal, that's it. That was Liverpool have to score three. If they score two away goals, they have to score five. So it, it, it's we'll see. It's gonna be an interesting game. Um you know, I I, I like the Diego Simi. I like the way he defend. I wish we could defend like that. But he can have everything because he, he knows how to defend properly. Four four two, you know, and those guys, they all the tricks, they you know, fall down, they you know, get fouled, they play all the games at waste time. It's gonna be very interesting. If it goes to one one, then and, and that's when it becomes you know, if it, it goes to one nil Liverpool and it's one one aggregate, then it becomes really interesting because then what what do they do? Do they keep attacking? Do they defend the lead? Do they, you know, so it, a lot of nervousness is going to come through. It's going to be an interesting game. Definitely going to be an interesting game and a good one to watch. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It should be. Yeah. Thursday, the couple uh, UEFA, I mean, I'm sorry, Europa um, games that are actually very interesting. Seville uh, hosting Roma. Um, yeah. That's this is a good game. I think uh, Man U has an easy one. They're going away to Leipzig. That should be. They're a good form right now. They had a good week, so that should be an easy game for them. And then Wolves going away to Olympia. I think that's actually a, that's a, a tricky one. game for them. 
Yeah, also Alain Pacquiao, they can defend really well. They're really good. They're really good at defending. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's a good game. Alain Pacquiao with Wolves, uh, Sevilla, Roma. Another interesting game is uh, Rangers, Leverkusen. Leverkusen are going to batter Rangers, man. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Oh, because. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They are you so know, good. Rangers is one of those, again, Rangers playing in a league that is not competitive. Yeah. You know, so you can't play regular all week, every week, and then come out to Europe and try to be, you know, play a high pace. It's just, you're going to struggle. It's going to take you a while to get to that level, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So a lot of, really, a lot of really interesting games this week, all throughout the whole week. In fact, even up until, okay, Friday is a, is a, is a calm day. There's nothing much on Friday. We have Real Madrid on Friday. Um, but speaking of this week, uh, tomorrow, Interesting game. Leicester and uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, that's a rematch of the um, the game that um, they won um, in, in, the, in the Carabao Cup. That should be that should be an interesting one. Um, Villa are struggling for every point, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But Leicester should do it, all things being equal. Um, but you never know. You just never know yeah. what, what can happen. Um. Yeah, so that's that's basically for this week. I mean, the Real Madrid game today. I watched um, the last twenty minutes, twenty five minutes against mm-hmm. um, Real Betis. That was a, a another interesting game. Uh, lots of chances. Um, I think Real Madrid lost that game. And Betis were good, but we'll, you know we'll see. I think La Liga is still open to anyone to win right at this point between the two two clubs, even though Real, even though yeah. Barcelona are two points ahead. And speaking of interesting game, I don't know if you get to watch uh, the Inter and uh, Juventus game today. Yeah, watch that on the empty, the empty stadium. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird, uh, okay, but weird. you know, Juventus hasn't played well. Or, I mean, they're not consistently playing well all year, but they find a way to beat Inter, and yeah, Inter has found a way to dominate the game against Juventus and still lose. <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever you have an empty stadium, it always favors the home team, right? Because really, yeah, because the fans are not there. I don't think it really favors anybody. I think I think the home team slightly. If you look at the stats. I think it, whenever you have a play, play, whenever you play in an empty stadium, about eighty percent of the time the home team wins or gets a result. Um, so it's always you know. So yeah, you, you know one statistic I heard is actually that uh, playing in an empty stadium changes the officiating of the game a little bit because you don't have the fans dynamic of you know either booing or, or clapping or whatever influencing the game that the referee actually allows the players to play a little bit more than they would uh in the pack stadium because of the effect of the fans and reaction of the fans oh yeah I'm, certainly i'm sure it's, i'm sure that's absolutely is, true. I, I found that interesting i personally i mean i didn't get to watch the whole game um um, I the part that I watch, I I was watching it with my son, and I was you know I turned up the volume so that he can understand the communication of the player. You can actually hear them and yeah, see you can who's hear talking them. and who's yeah. not. Yeah. You know, I found that very interesting. I think that's the only good thing that I, you know yeah. that I enjoy from watching the empty stadium game. I, outside of that, I, I don't really. It's just a weird game. I watched the um, about three or four years ago. I watched the um, game uh, CSK Moscow versus Man City Champions League when uh, they had to play behind closed doors in Moscow, and you could hear company screaming, squeeze, push up, squeeze. You know, you could hear everything yeah. they were saying. It was really interesting to hear what they say on the field. 
and use that as, as a teaching point for you know for youth soccer here in the US for kids kids to listen. Yeah. Yeah, one of, really one of my greatest challenges on my team, uh, we, we played today. The girls played really well, Ty, really really well. I mean, passing, moving, build up play, short, long, you know, cross, you know, switching the play. Really, everything we've been trying to teach them over the past two years. We're beginning to see it today. Really, really good game. Nice. One thing that, that they lack is communication. Right? They're still so quiet mm-hmm. and so timid. I'm trying to figure out how to get them to communicate more on the field and take control. Maybe I should assign somebody as kind of the lead captain who's in charge of that. I'm trying to figure out how to solve that problem. That, that's what I was going to say. Is, you know, in youth soccer, you just, you're going to have one or two people that are very vocal. You know, The only thing is sometimes what you run into is the vocal person might not be somebody that really understands the game. So you want, if you can find, you know, a player that's very vocal and also understand the game. So that way the instruction that is coming out, yeah. you know, it's on point. But, you know, we can talk more off offline about that. Uh, before we wrap up real quick, uh, you know, I just want us to kind of touch about this whole coronavirus and the effect on football. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, my God. I, yeah. I don't even know what to say because I'm, I'm hoping that, we can see the effect on the Italian league already. I hope it doesn't spill over to England and even to the Euro this this summer because Euro is, is a few months away. Well, you know, the Italian uh, Serie A uh, leadership has said that they want to meet on Monday to talk about the rest of the season and make a decision. Yeah. They may actually abandon the season this year. And even in England, they're saying that if it comes to the point where it becomes really bad, they may abandon the rest of the Premier League. Um, which causes all kinds of problems in terms of, okay, who goes top four, who wins, who, who who's relegated, um, it, you know, causes yeah. all kinds of problems. So I think England will probably be the last to um, to make any kind of action like that because of the way they naturally behave. But in Italy, they're meeting tomorrow to decide what they're going to do with the season. Yeah, and but I know, you know, they have people on both ends that they really support canceling the rest of the game. I, I still say continue to play in an empty stadium. Um, God forbid you have a player that is sick, then you got to worry about that. Yeah. But abandoning the season, I mean, hurts. Playing the empty stadium hurts financially, and we know, we know, we know, financial is a big part of this game. Even though you know we love the game, yes, it's passion, it's love, there's everything else. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't overlook the money part of the game. You right. know, um, it doesn't really benefit anybody for them to play in an empty stadium, but at least you still got the TV money coming in. Right. You know, maybe everybody will spend wisely now that you know, okay, this is an unforeseen circumstances that you have to squeeze in and, and, and spend right. You know, but I, I don't know. I hope, I just hope they don't cancel the season. I just hope they let the season play out right. Um, I'm sure by the time we meet again next week, we'll talk, we'll have more information about it. Um, I'm just a little bit concerned that anything beyond, you know, playing in an empty stadium is, is not the right decision, you know? Yeah. And I agree with you. I think it's um, going to be very interesting to, to to see what unfolds in this area, particularly. Yeah. Okay, that's all we have for this week on the Afrobeat Life Soccer Podcast. Um, we will talk to you again next week. And until then, sayonara. Goodbye. Sai. All right. So thank you very much. I just want to say if you guys have any questions, any comments, anything you want to send us, free, free. Um, we have a fan zone, ABL fan zone on Instagram. Feel free to DM us, send us a message. Afrobeat Life is another function, um, another option. Um, Kyle, I think yours is Pitch Point. Correct. That is correct. 
page point and I'm Ty Fak um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So feel free to send us a message, you know, constructive, uh, constructive criticism is more than welcome. Um, you can reach us or give us show idea. You know, what do you want us to talk about that we, we, we don't talk about every week? What are we overlooking? You know, well, we want to we want to hear from you. Absolutely. And until then, we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Take care. All right.